So in contracts, we're talking about expectation damages now. Uh, so far we've talked so much about contract formation, interpretation, breach, what happens if you breach. But now we're going to be talking about remedies. And specifically, the main remedy is going to be through damages. Although nominal damages may be available, most plaintiffs are going to find them inadequate and they're going to want compensatory damages. And there are three main ways that this can be rewarded, either through restitution, through reliance, through expectation, or through, I guess a fourth is an agreed upon uh, measure. But this episode, we're going to be focusing on expectation damages. And there's a lot to talk about here. It's actually going to be several episodes that we talk about expectation damages. This one is going to be focusing only on how to calculate or compute the expectation damages. Other ex- uh, episodes related to this matter are going to be how, any limits that are on expectation damages and also the requirement to mitigate damages. There's going to be a couple of our other topics underneath this, but I, I don't have that material prepared yet. So we'll work on that when we get there. Uh, that'll be episodes four and five after this related to this matter. But let's go ahead and talk about computing expectation damages. What's the formula? Well, expectation damages are the damages that the court usually refers to when they want to put the injured party in as good of a position as they would have been if the contract was satisfied. So there's going to be four factors that go into this calculation. We're going to consider the loss of fair market value, uh, any other loss, cost avoided, and loss avoided. So let's talk about each of these factors, and then we'll kind of put it into, uh, so to speak, a formula of how to calculate this. What's the loss in fair market value? Well, if the breach of contract means that the goods are not shipped or services are not rendered, then a lot of time the loss is going to be the value calculated by subtracting what was received by what was not received. So ultimately, you promise to do something and uh, uh, let's say this. Somebody and party A promises to paint party B's house. Party B, sorry, party A only paints about half the house. And then party B has to hire somebody else to paint the remaining of the house. Well then, party A and party B had this contract. What could have happened is the loss in fair market value was the what was promised for the full price of that painting of the house painting of the house versus what actually got painted so about half of that that would be the loss in fair market value other loss refers to indirect or consequential damages and that one party may be faced uh, a good example of this is a failure to meet other contracts that would be that occur because one party uh, lacked in performance. So one good example of this would be like a manufacturer supplier where party A manufactures for party B and party B has a contract to 
use those parts to give party C. And so if party A breaches, then party B is going to be in breach of party C. And so ultimately, the other loss are going to be those damages that may incur from losing a client such as party C. Cost avoided. Talk about when there's a total breach resulting in an early termination of the contract. Sorry, contract. Costs avoided are those costs that would have been incurred if the injured party continued performing. So a good example of this would be if you're building a home and the homeowner tells you to stop building, well then those, if you continue to build, the costs that could have been avoided are those extra materials that you would have put into building the home. And then the last factor that we need to consider is also loss avoided. And these are going to be instances where the plaintiff saves money um, by reallocating uh, those resources to other good contracts. So this, a good example of this is a builder who has leftover materials they had previously purchased, and then they apply that to different projects, new, new homes. So let's talk about the formula. Where do each of these factors go into? Well, for every case, we're going to add up the loss of value and any of the other losses. And that's going to be your expectation damages. But for a total breach resulting in a terminated contract, we are going to calculate the loss of value plus the other losses. And then we're going to subtract the costs avoided and the losses avoided. And that's going to be our total damages related to expectation damages. It is important to note, too, for the loss in fair market value, and this can be influenced by time uh, between any two contracts that are formed in between and the reason why you have a different contract. And these factors are going to be considered on a case-by-case basis. We have a case here. It's called Handicapped Children's Education Board versus Lucas Wekski, something like that. This was a situation where a party name I can't pronounce got a position at the Handicapped Children's Education Board and then didn't want to work there anymore. And she wanted to work at a different place, so she tendered a letter of resignation, which the board refused. And so she just ended up leaving anyways and went to work at the other party. And the Handicapped Children's Education Board is attempting to recover damages based off of her refusal to go and work for them and their requirement to go and hire another individual. What's our big takeaway from this case? They did hire a new individual, and even if that new individual is a better person than the old person, the board did not get what they had originally bargained for. They bargained for her, and they got a different person. And even though they're arguing, uh, even though the other person was a better teacher, the one that they actually got, the person that they had bargained for was good enough. 
And so even even though they're in a position, there's no opportunity to mitigate any damages, which we'll talk about in a couple episodes. And so the expectation damages here are adequate. In other words, even if there appears to be no harm based off of gathering, recovering, and getting better deals, there is a harm caused because it's not the agreement that you ended up trying to bargain for. One other thing I want to talk about is pre- and post-judgment interest. Uh, You get interest after the judgment is entered. This is going to be post-judgment interest. And this is going to include the time uh, where you're waiting for appeals, and those appeals are pending, and that interest rate is going to be set by the court. Sometimes parties can also receive interest for the time that they are waiting before judgment is entered. So that would be trial and things like that. So takeaways from how to compute expectation damages. Uh, These are damages where the court wants to put you in as good of a position as you would have been had you had the contract have been fulfilled. And the court is going to consider the loss in value plus the other loss minus the cost avoided minus the loss avoided. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.